There is nothing worse than being on the go and not having a healthy snack that's good for you and tastes good too. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Keto Crisp. Keto Crisp is a delicious snack bar that has a crave-worthy taste and is packed with amazing ingredients like MCT oil, whey protein, collagen, and it's sweetened with stevia, which is huge for me. Their salt and butter bar is absolutely fantastic. And it's the number one selling bar on Amazon right now. So go check them out at tastecando.com or just click the link in the show notes. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by my friend Pratik Patel. Pratik is a registered sports dietitian and strength conditioning coach that has worked at the highest level in sports, including serving as the director of sports nutrition for the New York Giants. In this episode, Pratik explains when sports drinks are and are not appropriate, why consuming them outside of exercise can be bad for your health, and he also details how much fluid you should be consuming during exercise to optimize performance and safety. This is a very tactical episode, and I know you're going to love it. But before we get started, would you please hit the subscribe button on whichever platform you are listening on, as this is one of the best ways that you can help support the podcast, and you'll always know when we drop a new episode. So now, it's time to lean in and learn from the best. What do you think about sports drinks? Do we need them? Why should we drink them? Why should we avoid them? I don't know. Like I've got some feelings about it, but I'd love to know what you think. Yeah, there's definitely a time and place for sports drinks. So it's not just limited for athletes or team athletes or highly competitive athletes. And obviously they were created to be consumed in and around training. So when you think about what are the energetic demands of the things that you're doing training wise, if it's something that's in really hot, humid conditions, or you're going for a pretty high intensity for a good amount of time. So over an hour, hour and a half, two hours, the duration of a game you know, consuming something in terms of carbohydrate needs, 30 to 60 grams. That's the general recommendation for athletes, team sport athletes, or anybody active mm-hmm. that wants to keep their blood glucose levels at a certain level because we're going to be using that for energy. Now, we also have fluid needs when we do train. Everybody's going to be different. Everybody has different sweat rates, sweat concentration rates. And there are ways to calculate that and figure that out. But for the rule of thumb is if you took your body weight divided by 30, that's how many ounces you'd want to consume every 15 minutes or so. So the reason sports drinks were created was to be able to solve both of those problems. So it's a way to hydrate. So generally, most of these sports drinks, Gatorade, Powerade, what have you, has a 6 to 8% solution, which means it has 6 to 8 grams of carbs per 100 milliliters. Okay. Because it doesn't need to be a tremendous amount, because then you're talking about a really hypertonic solution. That what does hypertonic mean? It means it has a hyper-elevated, elevated number of um, solutions. So it just talks about the um, the digestive effects of what happens when it hits the gut because okay. it has a high, and this is something that would be, it have a high amount of sodium or a really high amount okay. of carbohydrates. Okay. More than that, what's been studied at 6 to 8% is that sweet spot of getting enough carbohydrate, but it not being overly issue is symptomatic when you, when you consume something. So like if I was hot and sweaty and I'm like exercising and had too much carbohydrate, it's going to make me feel gross. Yeah. If you're, if you're drink, you know, if you, maybe you made it up or you were drinking juice or something along yeah. the lines, high amount of carbs or something that had a ton of sodium, that's just going to draw fluid into the gut. And Uh-oh. that's, I mean, uh, it makes you feel sick. Yeah. You're going to feel sick. You're going to have to wait till, okay, is it going to get digested and mm-hmm. cleared? Now what they've also found is in terms of 
the actual drink, what passes through the system the quickest is something that's anywhere from like a, a one to four, two to four percent solution. But that's not going to provide a lot of carbohydrate. You'd mm. have to chug a lot of fluid mm. to be able to get that 30 to 60 grams. So sports drinks are made for those situations. The issue is a lot of people see them because they're prevalent. They're everywhere. There's a lot of good marketing pieces that are put in and around sports events. Youth athletes are generally the target market. They spend more money on sports drinks than any other. And some of these companies... Like over like Coke or like a soft drink? Is that what you're talking about? Like in terms sports of, drinks, like sports drinks, beverages, they spend more marketing money on that than they would like on a, a, a soda. Is that what you're saying? Or that target population, that demographic oh. spends more money oh. than college athletes do, than professional athletes do. Because most, most of the time, those are just dealt with through the partnerships with the uh, teams. Yeah, yeah. So recreational athletes. Recreational athletes. So Interesting. if you're training and, you know, it's an hour or less, it's not intense, water is going to be good enough. You're not going to need a ton of additional carbohydrate for that. But if you're going for an extended period of time, it's super hot, and then by all means, there's a benefit of getting additional carbohydrate during your training session. Mm -hmm. And all the studies prove it. Now, if you're participating in a certain type of diet paradigm or whatnot, it's like, okay, you know, do, do what you got to do. Right. But this is – most people can get a benefit so from So if I'm going this. out and I'm going to play – I don't play tennis, but I'm going to play tennis for an hour and I'm in Houston and it's really hot outside – yeah, it would be an appropriate time to consume one of those beverages. Yeah. Or if I'm going to go, if somebody's going to get on their bike and go ride for two hours, definitely want to be doing that. And you said you want to be consuming how much fluid? Body weight divided by 30 every 15 minutes. So if I weigh 180 pounds divided by 30, mm -hmm. that's six ounces every, every 15, 15 minutes. minutes, which isn't a lot. Mm -mm. So you don't have to feel like you have to replenish everything you're losing. 24 not... ounces in an hour. That's not crazy. No, not at all. Okay. So here's what I want to know. Okay. I think a lot of people drink these beverages when they're not exercising. Is that bad? In my mind, yes. So when you look at what the composition of it, it's, it's a quick digesting carb. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these products are formulated with two different types of sugar, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it's not just glucose, it's glucose and fructose. And the reason for that is you have different transporters for glucose and fructose. If you only had a high saturation of glucose, like the, the solution you're drinking was just glucose, just imagine it as... Square peg, square hole. You have mm -hmm. a ton of square pegs. All right, we just have to, you know, transport this with this one glucose transporter. But you also have fructose over here saying, hey, guys, come. But I'm a round hole. Mm -hmm. I need a round peg. So both the combination can provide quicker digestion of carbohydrate to provide to the body. And that's mm -hmm. what you see with a lot of endurance athletes. They know that if they're going to be consuming, you know, 60, 90 to 100 plus grams per hour, like it has to be super efficient. There can't be a delay in digestion. So a lot of the tour athletes, a lot of these ultras that are consuming higher amount of carbs, not necessarily fat adapted mm -hmm. or relying on that, are choosing those types of products. But for the average person and even youth athletes, so you see this prevalent, a lot of kids are drinking, you know, sugary drinks, the things that they like, you know, the parents are trying to get them to eat and it becomes mm -hmm. really difficult. And I see this with my nephews and all my friends with kids like, you know, and I don't want to judge because I, it's so difficult nowadays. Mm -hmm. But I want juice. I want Gatorade. I want Gatorade. It's dinner. You were outside for 30 minutes. Like, you, right. don't, you need food. Yeah. You know, and if you're drinking just sports drinks, you know, it's, it's just sugar. Yeah. So, like, can it lead to insulin resistance if you're drinking it all the time? You're getting this constant dose of sugar. Yeah. Your, your blood glucose levels are going to go out of whack because it's going to digest really quickly. Yeah. And it's not, it's not providing any health benefit because there's no protein, fiber, micronutrients in it. There you go. 
And that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. It's so it's tasty, but <laughs> it's tasty. That's the thing. It tastes good. It looks good. It's got great marketing. But if you're not training, there's really no need for it. No, you should just be drinking water. And if you want to use a non-caloric, like a low-calorie, like Ultima or whatever electrolyte solution, I use that. Mm-hmm. Um, use that. But like drinking Gatorade 24/7 is not a good idea for your health. Not at all. Yeah. Thanks for joining Pratik and I today on the show. And if you found today's podcast useful, would you please consider sharing this with a friend? Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.